For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And as always, go Utes. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to, it's the final episode of the football season of the year. The Super Bowl has ended. Here we are, Utah Football Fans Podcast. It was a game. (laughs) It happened. We will talk about it. Unfortunately, it didn't go the way we probably wanted it to, but hey, we're still going to get on here, talk about it, give our thoughts. Thanks to everybody who is here with us live. If you're here Make sure you are saying hi in the chat. We want to see who's here. Give us a thumbs up. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. And make sure you're subscribed to um, us on any podcast platform that you listen to or on all the major podcast platforms. Follow along on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Make sure you hit the notifications button on YouTube so that you are notified anytime we are live on here. And huge thank you to Thomas Orthodontics. Please look him up at thomasortho.com. We love having him as the sponsor of the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Huge thank you to Thomas Orthodontics. All right. I'm going to mention one thing before we get into Super Bowl. I saw today that Utah football is having walk-on tryouts next week on February 22nd. So... Any of you full-time students out there, if you want to try and, you know, walk onto the football team, here's your chance. Yeah, if you want to be the next Rudy, there you go. (laughs) I don't know. Any wannabes, give it a shot. You you might as well try it, you know. I don't know what positions they're looking for, but you never know. Kickers. Kick off. Oh, yeah. We used to do... (laughs) Um, a must flag football game every year when I oversaw the must. I think they still do it, but every year there was always at least one player who thought this was going to be his big break and that he was going to get discovered. And actually one time a kid got asked to walk on the team (laughs) from the must flag football game. So you never know. It could be your shot at stardom and fame and Utah football. 
look that up if you're interested in that. I will not be trying out. I don't think Gary has any eligibility left. And <laughs> James is not James is not here with us tonight, but I don't think he will be trying out either. You do have to be a full-time student. That is the stipulation. Okay, Let's Super Bowl. One other thing. No, one other thing, though, Bryn. Um, someone uh, last week asked if we were going to try to do or have guests um, and join up with other podcasts from other schools and so forth, which we are going to do that. We're in the works right now. It's in the works of, of getting some guests on. But we are going to have Yogi Roth. I think most of you are probably, you know, know who he, know who he is. Um, and we're going to have him get on the on the pod right around, I think, the, the spring game, something like that. Yeah, he's actually going to be the one um... – calling the Utah spring game, which is cool. And so we're going to have him join us on the podcast as it gets a little bit closer. So what is that? That's around March, April time. So look for that. And then, yeah, we are working on some other guests, hopefully some people that you will recognize. So make sure you're following along and so you don't miss any of those announcements. If we've got something coming up, you don't want to miss it because we're, and yeah, big 12, crossovers and things like that. Like we said last time, we want to start to get to know these new fan bases and teams. Hey, look at that. Just zoomed that's in. That's scary. <laughs> that's, that's close up. That shows my, the wrinkles under my eyes here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? old. I feel, I'm feeling my age after watching Usher last night. I realize how old I am. Yeah, you're real old, Bryn, real old. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm looking at some of these. Look, look. I know that anyone that's been, that follows us, and I'm looking at the names here in the chat, so they know, they know where we're coming from. They know we're all Raiders fans here, so they probably realize, you know, have a clue maybe of what we're going to say. I just want to say this. Yeah. Uh, Utah fans, don't let anything I say regarding the Kansas City Chiefs or anything like that to get in the way of our unity of Utah football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't let, don't let that be a wedge between us. That's what brings us together is Utah football. But we're going to talk, you know, talk other football, other sports, um, and it's Super Bowl. It's the last, I mean, think about it. Of all football, it's really the last game of the year. This is it. It's kind of strange. Yeah. It feels like a long time, though, I got to say. Yeah, I, um, we were kind of talking about this, and I don't know how people in the chat feel too, but I'm kind of, I'm ready for a break from football. I think you're ready. We've talked about it. And I know they do that. What is it? Is it the U? usfl the what is that football league that they try and do in the spring which to me it's like no i need an off season so then i can get excited when fall comes around but right now i'm kind of i'm ready for a few months of no football and then i'll be excited once spring game comes around and all that stuff but i don't know how everyone else feels about it i'm, I'm ready for a break well here's where i'm at First of all, I'm sick of the Chiefs, and I'm sick of this kind of stuff. So I'm glad that's finally over. 
Uh, and let's let's face it, our season was kind of rough. You know, it wasn't. You know, yeah. It wasn't the funnest of times. So yeah, it's kind of it feels it'll feel good to have a bit of a break. But then, I mean, what is it? Only a month or two, then we're right back at it. Spring ball's right around the corner, and a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, we'll be back at it. But uh, here we are. All right, let me ask you this. I don't, you know, who's ever in the chat? Before we get into maybe some specifics of that game, as far as a football game, how how good a game do you really think it was as a game, football game, regular game? Not it's the Super Bowl, so there's everything riding on it. But it, just as a game, how would you rank it? I mean, the the fact it went into overtime is exciting if you are just watching it as a game. But as it like the third quarter to me just felt like forever. It was just dragging on and it was like, this is so boring. I don't, so yeah, some of you are saying this, that it was just kind of a meh game. And like you said, Gary, I get it's the Super Bowl. So that in itself has the excitement to it, but no, it, it was just blech. I don't know. It was just boring. Uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, at the end, I think maybe the fourth quarter, of course, going to OT, some stuff ha- started happening. But if it would have been a regular season game, I would have turned it over to something else or turned it off. I, I got kind of bored. I mean, it was a defensive struggle. Both teams' Ds were doing well. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. I can tell you that. No, everybody, but of course, everyone that's a Chiefs fan, I can see here in the chat, it's a 10. It's off, it's it's way out there. I get it, I respect (laughs) it. I would be doing the same, but dang, it it just kind of was boring. But was there ever a point in the game where you thought the Chiefs weren't gonna win? In all honesty, yeah, I did. Like, really, yeah. I just, I knew the whole time, like, it was just never going to happen. That the Chiefs were always going to somehow pull it off and win. Because that's what they do. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you this question. And I, <laughs> and I want, and the Chiefs fans in here, I heard this question today. If you were, if you were to rank the following in order, how would you rank these guys in order? So you've got Reed, Andy Reed, Spagnola, the defensive coordinator, and Mahomes. What would be the number one, two, and three of most importance in that game? Interesting. Reed, Spagnola, the D coordinator, and Mahomes. I guess you could add anyone else you want in there, but honestly, that's it. The most important of all of those three, or how you would order that in the hierarchy of that of that team. Well, I mean, I think it so much of it comes down to head coach, but it seems like Spagnola is he seems to be the brains behind so much of I mean, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, and it's the Chiefs defense that has gotten them to the Super Bowl this year, I think. Mahomes is Mahomes is all what am I trying to say? He's like 
flashing lights. He's not, I can't think of the phrase that I'm trying to think of. He's, he seems like he's amazing, but when you really come down to it and look at it, he's just okay. He can't, he doesn't throw these long bombs. We've talked about this before. He throws short little passes. Yes, sometimes he can scramble away, but the Niners got to him a ton last night. And then when they put the pressure on, he would panic and he, he'd take a sack and see, and things like that. So I think it's the Chiefs defense that has been the star of it. And so that's how I would rank it probably. Spagnola, Reed, and then... I think Mahomes that was Gary way, Singer. Yeah, Reed. Way down here. He has Reed, Spag, Spagnola, Mahomes. Got Spagnola, mm. Holmes, then Reed. Um, I would go. I mean, I, I think I'd go. It's either Spagnola or Reed. It's the coaches, then Mahomes. Yeah, players play. There's no doubt. Look, they make the plays, but I'm just. I give the. Their schemes are great, and I give them, I'll give them props in that. And uh, they executed when they needed to. But uh, um, what about Shanahan for the, the coach for uh, the Niners? Any thoughts about him on in his coaching in that game? Well, I mean, to me, the biggest thing, and we talked about it during the game, was the Niners stopped running the ball. They stopped running the ball, which... Like we said when we were watching it, that's what the Ravens had done, which was their downfall. So why did they stop running the ball? All of a sudden, then they started running the ball again in the fourth quarter and getting some production. And it was like, why did you stop doing this? I don't understand stupid, that. That's why. It's so stupid. And then I, there's been all this speculation about the overtime stuff and supposedly the Niners didn't know that the rules had changed. It's like, to me... As a coach, how do you not know what your strategy is going to be for that situation? There's no so, way they should have taken the ball first. Now, if you didn't know the rules, uh, yeah, you take it and go down. If you think you're going to go win, I mean, I don't know what they're thinking, but they didn't, apparently, they didn't know the rule. And you, you should have turned, given it the other, should have had the, the uh, Chiefs go first. With the ball. Right. They shouldn't have taken so that, the ball. That just boggles my mind that as a coaching staff, it's the Super Bowl, and you don't – like, how do you not know that the rule had changed? I just – I don't get that. And how and how had you not had that put in place for that situation, for that scenario, if it's going to have – I mean, so I don't know. And I know Shanahan, it seems like he's maybe had some of these blunders in the past, so – there was okay, a lot he of was de- he was uh, okay when he was with the Falcons. The OC wasn't he the OC for the Falcons? Or is it... Anyway, they had a twenty-point lead against the Patriots and choked. They had a ten-point lead against the Chiefs, the other Super Bowl, choked. They had a ten-point lead in this game and choked. I think the stat is so. At the start of the second half, the Niners had a shot to go up and actually get in control of this game and win it. And I, I'm, I agree totally with you. They went. I think they went. I'd have to double check this. So they get the ball. 
And I think they did pass, 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 punt. Get it again. Pass, 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 punt. I think they did it three times in a row. They went totally away from their game and put it on the shoulders of Purdy. That's a mistake against Spagnola defense. Um, so, and it, what was happening is it was becoming third and long, even second and long, and then they'd give it to, and putting it on the shoulders of Purdy, and he just, he's not up for that. So if you run the ball and gain four yards, six yards, then it's manageable, and they were able to do that. I don't know, I just, I mean, I'm watching the game going, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, man, and- Thanks. Thank you. That is much Pacific appreciated. Northwest Ute. <laughs> yes, we're we're working overtime for all of you <laughs> because you you wanted to come on and hear what we have to say. I think everyone knows how disappointed we were in the game. But again, it's the Niners had the momentum. They had the momentum. Like the the whole first half definitely had the momentum. Even most of the second half, they had the momentum. And they weren't scoring. They couldn't get in the end zone. So the field goals just weren't going to cut it. And then, of course, you miss the extra point, which unfortunately ends up being huge in the end. But but Kittle, it, see, this is, where, this is why the Niners bugged me, is – is they went away from their running game with McCaffrey. The guy's the the stud. He's the guy. Oh, he's unbelievable. And not even just running, but just maybe some little short passes. I think they only did that maybe once or twice the whole game. But they went totally away from him at the at the third quarter. Uh, and Kittle, I don't even know how many times they targeted that dude. Uh, and that doesn't make any sense. And so when Purdy would get in, and by the way, it looked like – the ball coming off his hand looked weird sometimes, but um, he made some awful throws. Yeah, he did. But with Spagnola, they are going to blitz. That's his. He's he's sending everybody, and it was weird because I'll, I'm watching the game. I know that's going to happen, and then it's like Purdy has no outlet, and you would think they'd have Kittle or McCaffrey, or somebody as a decent outlet to get the ball, but he would throw it away or throw up for a prayer. I don't know. I just thought some coaching stuff was was bad, but hey. The Chiefs were, the Chiefs had far superior, the far superior game plan for the game. And like we talked about, that goes to the coaching staff. I just feel like the Chiefs were more prepared. They knew their game. They played to their strengths, whereas the Niners seemed... Like they were doing all of these other things that, like you said, they were leaving behind the things that make them great. They weren't going towards that. So I think they got out coached. I think they got out strategized. And I don't know. Their D was the D played good enough to win the game. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, it was a good defensive battle. I mean, they didn't stop them when they needed to. You know, a little frustrating on some of that stuff. But, hey, their D played good enough to win the game. I thought it was their offensive uh, blunders that kind of screwed it for them. But, hey, man, the Chiefs uh, did what they do. I, here, What do Chiefs fans or what do people think is um, – I've heard rumblings, but is Reed going to retire? Is he coming back? Oh, that's is he done or not? 
What do you think? That's Rick? an interesting question. How old is Andy Reid? I mean, he's I don't been know, to be he's... honest, 65, 66, something like that. He's been coaching for a long time. I mean, why not? Reti- go ahead and retire. I mean, like, I guess, what are you shooting for? Are you you trying to catch Bilicek? I don't know. I mean, how many Super Bowls has Andy Reid won? The thing is, there's never been a three-peat. Oh. Uh, so, I don't, you know, I've heard people, so my views, I don't, with the, uh, whether he'll catch Belichick, I don't think so. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's my, I just don't think he'll want to be around to catch Belichick for numbers of Super Bowls. But if he were to get a three-peat, something that Belichick never did in the Patriots, um, mm. I, could, I, I see him hanging on for another year, for sure. To go after that. Well, I guess we'll see. I, you know. Um, okay, so who would you have chosen as MVP? <laughs> who won because it, by the way, man? I got out of there. Mahomes. Are you kidding me? It? For yeah, what? I'm pretty... <laughs> I, I, see, I, this, it's I'm... all of. But see, maybe I'm wrong because we did. I turned the TV off, so I actually don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure he won again. It should have been to the but, whole defense is who they should have given it to. But that's kind of my point is, like, who would you give it to? <laughs> the defense? You know, here's the thing. Okay. What was the – what was uh, – people were betting on how many times um, – Yeah, freak, he did win it. Um, how many yeah. times Swift would be shown? You could actually bet on that. Yeah. Here's of the thing that did really bug the crap out of me, and I'm sick of it. Is I think it was Hardman who caught the touchdown to win the game. Okay. Now it's OT. It's OT NFL. Hard fought game. This drama. The climax of it all, they throw it to Hardman, touchdown. And where did the camera go? The first thing, that camera, as soon as he scored the touchdown, it didn't go to the Chiefs. It didn't go to anybody. It went boom, Taylor Swift hugging and screaming. And I thought, screw the NFL. This isn't football. It's a bunch of pop star crap. It's a Super Bowl. It's ruining it, man. Tell you what, that was ridiculous. You win a Super Bowl and it's Taylor Swift. We see, first of all, I mean, come on, everyone watched that game had to agree. That was pathetic. Do you feel better now? No. That you got that <laughs> off your chest? You didn't answer my question. I don't know how you got to, you went on a Taylor Swift rant. We're talking about MVP. I'm asking you who. It was Mahomes. It was Mahomes. Yeah, so who should it have been? Because I don't think it was Mahomes. Like, Who was it then? Their kicker, but 
what is his name? Butker or whatever. But give it to the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the kick, like it was special teams that was the difference in that game. Like, and you know, let's Mishwa. Okay, well, Carol Virus. Mitch Wisnowski had amazing punts. Yes, huge shout out to him, Utah alum. I loved watching him, but yeah. the special teams, the kicking, and unfortunately, the like we talked about, the Niners kicker missing the extra point ended up being a oh. huge issue. And then the Niners kicker, what did he make? Like a 57-yarder or something like Line that? Line drive. Line drived it? Line, <laughs> what's the English on that? <laughs> so give it to the Chiefs kicker. But as a kicker, come on, a kicker has never won MVP. Give it to the kicker. He no, deserved it. I don't it. care if they hit 10. They shouldn't. Well, once in a while. Okay, there. here's the question, but this is what I, okay, I want everyone's opinion on this. Even if you're a Chiefs fan, seriously. He comes over to Andy goes keep me in what happened is on the fumble he was not in the game Noah Gray went in and he had to block okay that's just that's just a small clip of it Uh, I'm sorry that's inexcusable for those of you listening listening to audio podcast we just showed the clip of Kelsey physically getting into Andy Reid's face, screaming at him, pushing him. I don't, you can't defend that. I Chiefs fans, I like, I just, you cannot defend that behavior. And unfortunately, it's not the first time Kelsey has kind of done that this season. I, Kelsey has become one of the most unlikable football players this season. And it's frustrating me because I used to like him. I liked the guy. And this year, he has hit, like, it's it ego, whatever it is. He's become so unlikable. I have lost all respect for him. You cannot get in somebody's face like that. Your head coach screaming at him. Guy's like, the legend. He's one of the, the guy, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, what do you do in that situation? I can't imagine someone running Belichick and Belichick just go. Does, I bet he's riding the bench for a while, but you can't come up to the coach and treat him like that. I mean, he's not even the offensive coordinator. It's the head coach. It's Andy Reid. I thought it was disgusting. That was pathetic. The dude should have been. He'll, you know, maybe they'll do something behind the scenes that we won't know about. Um. But that was that was I, I've lost all respect for Kelsey. I'm just I, I that was terrible. Bad it look. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be behind the scenes though. I like I feel I think you're right. We probably won't ever hear anything about it. And actually, it does bother me. Gary Singer in the chat is saying how Reed mentioned it after after the game, and I think even Kelsey mentioned it after the game, and they both kind of played it off, and that actually really bugs me even more too. Kelsey should be apologizing for that, like he should be saying I that I was out of line, I shouldn't have done that. It it was appalling to me. It really is. I to just not have any respect for your head coach and to act like that. Again, yeah, that was not that was bad. 
I've lost respect for him. I just can't. I can't. I don't like him anymore. Yeah, it, it just adds to it. Uh, okay. I think Brian wants us to talk about halftime. We have to, we'll probably come back to the game a little bit. But. Doesn't everybody want to talk about We have about to the talk about halftime. And so let me start Not here. Let me start here. Well, okay. I'll preface it this way. Um, as someone who likes Tool, Black Sabbath, and Led Zeppelin, no, I hated the halftime. So, uh, I'm, full disclosure, that's just the way it is. Okay, so having said that, I'll bring this up and then comments. Um, <laughs> so, there's Usher. A shirtless why you, Usher. Why are you giggling, Bryn? Well, I mean, look at him. He yeah, I'm fantastic. looking at him. He looks fantastic. He's 45 years old. Look at him. He looks great. Don't yeah. you wish you looked like that? I do. <laughs> See, that's what it is. <laughs> Gary's just jealous. That's why he doesn't like oh, the halftime. No, no, no. Was Honestly, Bryn, r- give me a 1 to 10 on that halftime. Um, for my nostalgia, because I loved Usher when I, I feel like I'm so old saying it, but like when I was in high school, I loved Usher. So my nostalgia was, it was a high, but I get it for just a halftime show. It was probably like a six. I don't know. Usher doesn't have a lot of like upbeat, really up-tempo songs. He's got the one. The one song How does that, that everybody go? knows. What is that? What? What's the what's the medley to that? Okay, okay. That's it. Whoever came up with that stupid little riff, I guarantee it was on a, a $45 Casio they bought at Walmart. Do 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 do. And now they're all millionaires because of it. But that's, but that's so, the only thing you know of Usher. Isn't that the truth? Well, no. I knew all of his songs, but his songs are R&B, so they're slower. They're not, like, exciting, like, let's get up and dance. So that's I, I do think the halftime fell flat. I the think, roller rink thing? What is it? We're gonna, everyone's going to the roller rink now? The roller skating was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. I didn't like that, but I loved when... Ludacris came out and uh, Lil John and that one song. He should have just done that song and made it big. Just do the whole song. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, come on, people, people. It's if you're watching it, this, Gary. if you're watching this, can someone tell me what are they wearing? It's. It doesn't matter. It's costumes. Okay, James sent me a picture. What was that, Dodgeball? What was that show? That movie? Yeah. Okay, it was Dodgeball. Go watch that movie. They were wearing these outfits right there. They're wearing those outfits and Dodgeball. I am not kidding. That was bad. Here's my question. 
Do you like that every year the Super Bowl is in a different place or should it just be in Vegas and in Allegiant every year? Because I feel like Allegiant Stadium is the best stadium for all of these kinds of things and having stuff in Las Vegas is perfect. So do you like how it switches around or should they just keep it in one place every year? Um, well, it, you know, Las Vegas is the entertain, entertainment capital of the world. So, and there's just so much, but I think they should move it around, share do it you? with, yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, I kind of like that, but, uh, yeah, they're not going to just keep it in one place. <laughs> Texas Mike. What? He hates, he, oh, shoot, wrong. He hates Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, look, as we've been saying, that Allegiant Stadium is the holy temple of the NFL. It's a spiritual experience to go there. If you haven't yeah. been there, you all need to go. See, some of you... Texas so, Mike? <laughs> people in the chat are, have different opinions about it. Some of you... Rotation, you yeah. stay in you one place, to. and then others of you like it rotating. I don't know. I just... Vegas... And yeah, Allegiant is just perfect. And like we talked about, I I hope at some point maybe the Big 12 is going to move their championship there instead of Dallas. Who knows? But it's just such a great stadium. And it's so good for like entertainment stuff like this, like the halftime and the spectacle and all the stuff they can do for it. And Yeah, the I Super Bowl to Orlando, that'd be nice though. Didn't they have it in Florida a couple years ago? I guess that Miami. was, was it Miami? It was Miami, if I recall. No, not in Orlando. Um, oh, God. Um, but you can't, you oh, know, you're not going to Green Bay to do it. Well, well, right. That's, I mean, you're limited and you're kind of limited probably to indoor stadiums unless you're going to places like Florida and things like that. So... I don't know, maybe Vegas will just get put into a more regular rotation. But where is it next year? Houston? Did I see Houston maybe? Is that where it is? Let's re let's just revisit that Texas Mike. Yeah, the guys read next to us sitting, sitting next to us, they were all psyched wait. out, man. They were Read the read his comment. Texas Mike is saying he's partying and shaking his booty and USC is up 14. And the Utah fan sitting next to him was miserable. And then, oh, oh and then Caleb's what happened? Hamstring, little Caleb's hamstring just all of a sudden started hurting out of nowhere. <laughs> and then suddenly he was fine. And then catastrophic again. <laughs> oh, no, the Super Bowl is in New Orleans next year. Thank you, everyone, for correcting me. Okay, so give me your the worst commercial. The one you liked the very least. What was the worst commercial of the night? The well, look, I I think they're all kind of stupid. I didn't really like all that many of them, but the ones I thought were kind of bizarre. I think it was Home dot com or something like that. Those are bizarre. I'm not. It's just it was strange. I hated them. They were and all funny. the variation of them. I didn't no. really like the commercials. I don't really. I don't really care. I like the commercials, but I, I feel the Super Bowl commercials used to be a bigger thing than they are now because now 
so many times they release them on social media before the game even happens. So you kind of know what it's going to be. But yeah, the homes.com, it was like they were trying to be so funny and they just fell flat. Like every, and there was so many of them. There was like three or four of them. That was bad. I see some people in the chat saying the Timu, the Timu commercials. Which one was that? The like little app thing that you can buy stuff. And they had like five or six of them that ran just the same commercial throughout the whole game. So that was kind of weird too. Yeah, I thought there was actually some really stupid ones. But what did you have one that actually was your favorite then? What's your favorite? No, I didn't have a favorite one. You didn't have any that you liked. No. That's not true. You liked the the mullet one. The what was that? Kawasaki was it Kawasaki, the brand of side by side? You know which one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. You the mullet one, one was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of goofy. It was the Dunkin' Donuts one. The Dunkin' Donuts one was the best one. That was funny. All the different cameos in that one was funny. Can I ask a question? What no. has what has Lopez done to her face? She looks amazing. Am I the only one that looked at her and go, hey, I, I know there's stuff that's been done to her face, but I can't quite um, pick it out. Is it they've her nose? Done, Was it a they've nose all job? done stuff to their face. At least she can, like, still sort of move her face. Some of the other people can't move their face at all. Yeah, who's the, who's the, who's the chick from uh, Friends? Jennifer Aniston. She Aniston, can't move her, her, her upper lip doesn't move anymore. She, her mouth just stays like that. She can't move her upper lip. <laughs> Let's, yeah, we do need to talk about this. Chip Kelly... Oh man! Bailing on you, CLA. He's well, now. So are gone. we shifting gears then? Yeah, or, let's shift we a bit. With... We we may sh- we may come back, but he's the OC at Ohio State. Um, I here's how I how I see it uh, in today's NIL world. Oh, so Chip Kelly now can go to a top-notch program. Be the OC, not have all of the pressure that is an NFL or a, a head coach, having to deal with everything, make good money, and still have a chance to go out and play for the national championship. Um, I can see why he did it. I think, you know, I keep hearing and reading where a lot of college coaches – are not liking the way things are right now. It's hard. To, it's hard to coach. You have to re, like every year. You have to basically beg your players to stay. I mean, and you can't get mad at them. all that kind of stuff. We've talked a thousand times about, but um, that's tough. And so I think Chip saw an opportunity and took it. Yeah, I don't blame. Him. I'll say this: I don't blame him. Well, the reason that it surprised me the most was just because they had just extended his contract. Like, I I thought maybe he was going to leave, they were going to part ways, but then all of a sudden you hear that they had extended his contract, so it was like, oh, okay, I guess he's sticking around. But you, we kept hearing rumblings that he was interviewing at different NFL teams and things like that. But then to go be 
just a coordinator still in college is interesting. Um, it's Mark yeah, Jackman but it's not seems- just a coordinator just anywhere. It is Ohio State. No, I understand that, but I'm also wondering. Do you think? See, it's interesting because he's going to a Big Ten school. But do you think that had anything to do with it? I I think for sure it's the NIL, all the transfer portal, all that stuff. But do you think he is not wanting to deal with UCLA and their brutal schedule that they have next year? If you've seen their schedule and what they have to go through next year, do you think that paid a, played a part in it? Sure, it played a part in it. Uh, Amy Wan Kenobi, you stay at an average school. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, you just want to be a head coach. I get it. So, and he's been a head coach for a long time. But they're UCLA is not going to sniff the championship in the Big Ten. And players are going everywhere now. It's hard to keep them. So just all of that stuff put together, I can see him leaving that hassle and not having a shot at, an, at a championship to go be the OC at Ohio State and absolutely have a chance to win one. And like we said in our last podcast, or was it a couple ago? I can't remember, but Ohio State has opened the pocketbook. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um to get players for the pay to play. And uh so now you bring in Chip Kelly. We'll see how it all plays out. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I don't I I think it's an understandable move. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a. I say it's less pressure. I, I guess in a different way. I mean, obviously, there's still going to be a lot of pressure, but it's it's different. And so, I don't know. But did I see? Has UCLA hired somebody? Did I see that today? Now I can't think of who it was. Is I it thought Deshaun I saw... Foster. Is that the name? He's he's a he's a SoCal guy, running back in the NFL. Um, is that his name? Someone will correct me. I think that was right. That's who they hired. In fact, he was going to the Raiders, Brent. Dang it. He was headed to the Raiders to be, a, I'm not sure exactly the, which position coach, and then he was given the, up. you know, then he, Kelly left, interviewed, got the job at UCLA. That's a hard role to step into, though, right now. UCLA, this new conference, like we just said, their schedule, the travel that they have to do next year, and then, and then right now they're probably going to lose players transferring because Chip Kelly left, and so they have a shot now. A, they what, they have a thirty day window, something like that. Yeah, that's a hard one to step into right now. Deshaun Foster. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Texas Mike, and everybody else. Now, surely. <laughs> If you, this is for those who are on YouTube watching this. So if you can't see it on, um, you know, you're not going to, if you're just listening to us, you'll have to look this up. But 
surely everybody has seen this. Oh, well, it's Caleb Williams. He was in GQ magazine. I think it was actually from a couple months ago. <laughs> he's wearing uh, a lovely orange skirt and he's wearing um, a dress and orange tank top looking thing and some goofy yeah. looking tennis shoes and white socks an orange dress with a black like scarf thing around his neck i tweeted this thing out and i'm just saying i honestly is not football of course yeah where's where's rose she's always calling me the old guy yeah, She's I am. Here. She'll come around. I'm the and old call guy, old but I do remember. F- so here's the here's. Let me say this, which what is very interesting. Um. I was watching some highlights on you on YouTube, of, like Dick Butkus. Some of you guys may not even know who these people are, but Dick Butkus, Ray Nitschke, Jack Tatum, Jack Lambert. Ronnie Lott, Ray Lewis, and a bunch of other guys. I just was watching some old stuff of these old-school football players. Rough and tough, violent guys. And, and, I, and I get up the next day, and on social media, here I see the projected number one pick in the NFL draft, a dude who wears a dress and paints his fingernails, and jumps into the first row and cries to his mom because Utah just beat him. So I don't really care that he dresses like this. I'm just saying, do you pick that guy as the leader of men, the leader of your team? Because it's more than just talent, because Caleb Williams has, ta- has talent. However, does he have the mentality and the toughness and all of it that goes with it to lead an NFL football team full of alpha males. And the dudes were in a dress? Well, okay, let's be clear. He is not wearing a dress. He was styled for a magazine shoot. Yes, I understand that he agrees to it, but he's not wearing that like out on the street walking around town. He does well, that doesn't justify anything. Yes, it does, because you're saying the dude wears a dress. No, he doesn't just wear a dress in his normal everyday life. I think, to me, And it's you know more, that? How? Well, I guess I don't know that for sure. But it's <laughs> he has been sucked into the Hollywood landscape. He's been, like... And we've known that for the last year. I mean, last year, before last season, he was walking in runway shows. He was doing celebrity. Gary, no, let me finish, Gary. He's been sucked into the celebrity Hollywood world. And so he's more that than football. So I think that's what's going to cause the biggest problem for his career. He's so focused on being the celebrity, on being the Hollywood guy, on being the LA guy. So he's going to come into a team and already have this like Hollywood ego and he's going to get silenced for it. I really do think people aren't going to respect him for it. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Thank you, Texas Mike. He needs to let me But Texas Mike, come on, man. As a Caleb guy, you can't look at that and go... 
That's my starting quarterback. That's well, it's not anymore. He's I know that. Well, I'm just anymore. saying. Yeah. Okay, Steven, Cyril. Yeah. What happens when that he will, comes it, to the Raiders? I am telling you what that that just cannot happen. Yeah, Cam Newton. He's it's like it's sort of like a Cam Newton 2.0, and Cam Newton was a weird dude. It messed him up. Well, that's that's what like. Yes, there's been plenty of athletes that have done this kind of thing before in the past. They they wear the dresses. They are in the magazines. Nothing the freaking. They're on they're on the red carpets. All of those things. But more often than not, (laughs) the guys that are doing that aren't doing very well on the field or on the court or any of that because it's the Hollywood. Like they get sucked into it, and it's all of that hype, and then their focus is on that instead of on the game. And that's what's going to happen to him. And it's already happened to him. Look at his season last year. He he tanked. He was not great. He was not a Heisman winner again. Okay. Gary, Gary here is going... Uh, GM Gary. If okay. I'm GM Gary and I'm the Chicago Bears, they got the first pick. And there there he is. I have I have a guy who is in GQ wearing a dress. He's painted his nails, all this stuff. He would you know, he doesn't want to do the press conference. He'd rather be home watching movies, hugging his cats. Remember that press conference? And then he jumps into dog, the first row. Yes. Yeah. There are so many red flags that go with his red dress that I'm going, no way. I if I was the if I was the Chicago Bears, I would find the sucker of the team who wants him. Stack up a bunch of picks. Uh, go get Marvin Harrison Jr. so that uh, Justin Fields has a number one wideout and a bunch of other dudes. And the Bears would be set. But I I certainly want, wouldn't want to start over with... To me, it's just too risky. Hey, I, you know, whatever. Well, it's all of it combined. That's the thing. It's not just one thing that maybe has been a red flag for Caleb. It's kind of all of these combined. So yeah, we're going to, I let's leave it there. <laughs> I don't need to, we don't need to get canceled for any other reason. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I, I, I want a man, that, saying, a tough guy. That's what I'm trying to say. I know. We all know. What do you think about, okay, I'll just, I'll, let me shift gears here to uh, Jeb Fish. Yeah. So he left Arizona, goes to Washington. And do you know that he actually interviewed for the UCLA job? Did you hear that? I did hear that. That happened. And I saw, that happened. Yeah, see, it's interesting because I saw some things floating around on social media. And then I thought that I saw that those stories were fake. But then it's seeming like they were confirmed. So... I that boggles my mind. You've already been hired at Washington. Why on earth would you be interviewing at another place? And to me, UCLA is lesser than Washington right now. Like why on earth would you would you take that interview? Well, I think of your players though. They already had a mass yeah. exodus. So the guy leaves Arizona comes to your team, they've had meetings. I understand he's fish 
has had a meeting with the donors and big big names there, and I'm here to, you know, be the guy and all this and that. And then kind of it's supposed to be silent, but it didn't stay silent. He goes into interviews with UCLA, and, you're, and then you're asking yourself, well, how committed is this guy then to the program? Is he going to jump ship next year if someone comes knocking? I mean, it's, it's that kind of stuff that's kind of sad. I know. Um, and, to, and it kind of come back to Utah is, to me, that's one of the unique and beautiful things about Coach Witt and the program is his absolute dedication to Utah and the culture. That's a rarity. And so when you come to play here, I don't know. You you've got that stability and that should mean something, I would think. Oh, it's huge. I mean, we say that every year when people are calling for Whittingham to be fired and we need to move on and the grass is never greener on the other side. Look, we have Kyle Whittingham for again, I understand sometimes the frustrations, but the continuity of it and the loyalty that you just said, those things can't be beat they can't be replaced they can't be replicated so the fact that we've had that stability for so many years it's huge it's massive and for the players i don't know and so yeah like when people always say they want a change they want whittingham to go okay well then who are you gonna go find and you don't know how long that next guy's gonna be around is he gonna stick around for a season and then leave for a better job who knows we're very lucky that we have whittingham and that he's been around for so long so yep oh man anything else everybody what do you want to know got anything (laughs) else Bryn (laughs) no I think we hit it all what's your favorite Super Bowl snack what do people like did you did anyone have anything amazing did anyone call into work sick today because you drank a little too much yesterday (laughs) the Gary cocktail yeah, Gary Cocktail. Were you up all night because you had a Gary Cocktail? It took and uh, it took me a while to come. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was fine. I was fine. Did you punch a wall last night, or did you? Were you able to just? No, I'm pretty mellow. I'm actually very mellow. Ooh, bacon wrapped cheese. What? Bacon Seriously? Cheese filled pickles. What is that? That sounds interesting and not very appealing to me. I've never had that. Have you? (laughs) Oh, see, Noel took one of his vacation days, so you are the one. (laughs) What do you think about moving the Super Bowl to Saturday? I know, I think it was Dan Patrick that was talking about that a couple weeks ago on his show. Why not move it to Saturday so everyone can just lay around all day Sunday? What's the I haven't thought about that. So Super Bowl Saturday, I don't yeah. know. That doesn't sound right. Okay, but is that the only reason to keep it on <laughs> Sunday? I get. I guess NFL is typically okay. a Sunday thing. <laughs> Carolavirus. Okay, are you are you smoking, or are you having brownies or other assorted goodies with it? inside what's maybe your, it's what what's your gary, preference it's what gary needs to do so he'd be a little more calm 
Yeah, it's probably something to that. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> guess. The, yeah, okay. All of the above. I get, but even Noel's saying that they wouldn't have as many people watch it on Saturdays, but... I, but wouldn't you rather see Noel if it was on Saturday? You wouldn't have had to take a vacation day to day. You'd have Sunday to just. I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I, I I don't think you could change that tradition. More I, I think anything, there would be less people for some reason. I think I agree on that. Okay. Well, more than anything, they need to change the college football national championship to Saturday and not a Monday. That is the change that needs to happen because that is it makes no sense at all. And I, if people are going to say it's because of NFL playoffs, blah, blah, blah. You could figure out a way to have NFL playoffs and then you have the college football national championship, tie it all together. You what did you say? A, you won on Saturday? Yeah. I do too. You play college football on Saturday for the entire season and then suddenly the biggest game of the college football season is on a Monday night. Nobody watches it. The ratings are not great, so I, that's and it's hard for people. To, it's hard for people to watch it. Yeah, not to, to watch it, but to, you know, to get there and what you can get somewhere to go on Saturday. You can travel and then you can get back to work. But if it's on Monday, it's True. tough. True. See, we're just fixing all the problems. Yeah, we got it all figured out. They should be calling us. All the problems in the universe. All right, well, we're gonna get out of here. Um. Thanks to everybody who's here in the chat. Again, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, I do think we're going to take a little time off just because football has ended, but we won't be gone for too long. And again, we're going to come back. We're going to try and get some guests in the next couple weeks. And so make sure you are following on all our social media so that when we announce these new episodes, you're not going to miss it and you're going to want to join us live. And of course, if any if any breaking news happens, we'll jump on here. But I think right now we're going to take a a little time off. That's <laughs> the NHL season's winding down. There'll be NHL playoffs, so uh, yeah, we got some stuff to say on that too. Absolutely. So hockey time. But spring ball is just around the corner, so we'll be at it. We'll get it. We'll get in the studio, get around that table again. But anyway, it's Go good to be with everybody. everybody. Hope you've recovered. Good seeing you, Rose. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.